0: On today's show, the season is nearly here in the NBA, and Robbie Cowan is back for the grand finale of our over/under series, talking about the Hawks and more. All of that is on the way. You are locked on Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1572 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Sunday evening into Monday. And today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use promo code Lots NBA for $20 off your first purchase with GameTime. And as always in the podcast, I encourage you to make us your first listen each and every day, whether you're a new listener or a recurring listener or someone just coming back for the season. We, w- we definitely welcome you to the podcast, but please check us out anywhere you get your podcast, places like Apple, Spotify, overcast google podcast and we're also on youtube on the video side i will say this at the top my camera is beginning me issues so a little bit of a different view slash angle on youtube today my apologies for that i will hopefully get getting that fixed and hopefully my camera's not dead forever but we'll have uh, more on that later on this week but we're playing hurt so to speak on a Sunday evening into Monday and some plugs i do have Robbie Callen coming up and in just a second talking about overrunners for the final time this offseason season. But in general, by the way, I've done six shows already with Robbie Cowan talking about the entire NBA landscape and the over-unders and season-long win totals, also sort of mini previews for each and every team as a result of that. Also, five episodes, maybe six episodes episodes last week, if you count our Locked On crossover preview edition, it was also in this podcast feed, including Tower Jones on the podcast last week as well. It's been very, very busy, and all of that is still relevant at this point in time. Um, also one small bit of news from Sunday evening is that the Hawks finally announced the rookie scale option pickups for Jalen Johnson and AJ Griffin. They had until the end of this month to pick up both options, but as discussed on previous episodes, multiple times, these were absolute no brainers. Some teams have tough decisions about some rookie guys and their third and fourth year options, but the Hawks didn't. It was pretty, pretty much a no-brainer kind of procedural thing with regard to Jalen and AJ. So that's been done as of Sunday. And as a reminder, I'm recording this podcast a little bit into the night now on Sunday into Monday. But Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time is the deadline for rookie scale contract extensions. And the Hawks have two potential guys that could be extended between now and Monday afternoon slash evening. It's Sadiq Bey and Aneka Kongwu. We talked about that already on the podcast, um, sort of the calculations on both sides, some of the um, complications, I would say, honestly, on both. Uh, and really, they're not like straight ahead negotiations on either side. There's there's definitely some interesting factors on all sides. And if we get a deal on either one of those guys, I'll talk about it. If they don't get a deal done, I'll talk about why potentially um, on the next episode of the podcast, but stay tuned for that. I'll also be talking about that live on Twitter, I would imagine, as well, at BT Roland, also patreon.com slash btroland for written stuff, and uh, there you go on that. All right, without any further delay, I talked to Robbie on Saturday night about the Hawks and their over-under, also a little bit of talk about the Bucks and the Celtics because those actually were, uh, kind of made big moves after we recorded those on those teams earlier on in the offseason. But most of this episode that you're about to hear is basically another Hawks preview edition with uh, my final pick, at least my final over-under pick, which is going to be, by the way, as a, as a spoiler, a lean to the over on the Hawks, and then Robbie thoughts as well on Atlanta. Without any further delay, here we go with myself and Robbie Calland. I am joined once again by my friend Robbie Calland for the grand finale of our preseason over-under series. Robbie, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be here, Brad. As I noted before I brought you in, having some camera trouble this evening on bit. the YouTube side, but here bit. we are. Uh, just zoomed in a little bit closer than usual. My apologies for the YouTube just listenership, frame slash, slash watching people. Anyway, off to a strong start on this podcast. So, um, if people have been listening to us all summer long, we've done um, every division, but we intentionally left the Hawks off the Southeast. We'll yeah. talk about the Hawks in a second, but we did um, talk about a few teams before they made major moves, and I think most notably were the teams that are kind of in the Hawks' way: uh, Milwaukee, yeah. and of course boston and milwaukee went and got dame boston went and got drew um and i wonder like how that changes things in your mind and i promise there'll be hawks talk coming but uh, yeah. i'm looking at FanDuel right now actually and they're both kind of in the same range boston went up a little bit it's 54 and a half now uh at FanDuel for boston milwaukee's in the 53 and a half range um even despite the recent turmoil with uh, with hawks legend terry stoss leaving the bench yeah. um but uh, what do you make of them? I mean, obviously everybody kind of likes the moves in a general sense, but what do you make of like impact for this season and also regular season wise? Cause that's always an interesting topic.
1: Yeah. Regular season is going to be interesting, especially in Milwaukee because I think that seems to be where there's kind of this consensus that it's going to take a little bit for them to kind of hit their full stride in a different way. Like Boston's adding a guy in drew holiday who just, he's really good at just kind of fitting in and doing what's going to help you and kind of, Amplifying the guys around him. Whereas you're trying to figure out if you're Giannis and Dame, you're trying to figure out how to play together in a way that, like, they already see how it can benefit them, but it's going to take a while to build the trust necessary because neither of them's ever played with a player who can do what the other can. So, like, for Dame to trust, like, if they keep trapping me, I just keep making the right pass to Giannis and he's going to do the right things. Like, there were times in Portland where When Dane would get doubled over and over and over, eventually he would get kind of frustrated by teammates maybe not doing the right thing. And he's just going to go try to make a play himself. That's not what he needs to do now in Milwaukee. Same thing with Giannis. If they're building that wall, he needs to be looking for how do I get it back outside? He needs to be looking for how do I get it back out as quickly as possible to reset, to take advantage of the defense collapsing. I now have – maybe the best distant, like long distance shooter, deep spacer in the league in Damian Lillard um, beyond, I guess, Steph. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to take a while to build that trust and to, to get that old mentality that both of them have had having to carry teams in a way that they won't now. And I'm interested to see how long it takes for them on that, that side of things. Like, yeah, And it's going to be a little bit. And so from a regular season perspective, I think there's going to be a lot of tinkering. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of kind of playing with lineups around them, how you stagger them. Uh, A lot of things that, that Adrian Griffin's going to have to kind of mess with. And it was one of the reasons that we talked about initially. We like the under in Milwaukee is just generally, I thought Adrian Griffin was going to try new stuff because part of why they brought him in there was, we need to be able to do different things come playoff time. Well, now you have Damian Lillard. That's definitely going to be trying new stuff. And so I I still think under is probably where I would lean on the 54 and a half, uh, where it is at a couple places, 53 and a half. You know, I, I think I would still lean under for the Bucs because they're going to be a terror to play in the playoffs. But depth is an issue. Um, they are thinner than they were. Mm-hmm. And that's a regular season concern. Um, the thing with both of these teams is they're both very top heavy, but the point I've made a couple of times is if you're going to, if your only goal is to win a championship, like who cares? Because when yeah. do you ever, when do you ever win without your top guys? What's the last team that won a championship without their top three guys healthy? It's been a long time.
0: Yeah. It doesn't really have, I mean, even uh, golden state came kind of close golden as their state entire team fell, as it, their team fell right. apart in the finals. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Especially if it's you can win without a, your fourth guy or fifth guy sure. or whatever, but yeah, you're, you're top you're three. Top, you top 3 you can not at least top two. There's it. no way you're not going to win without those guys. Like, it, it let's just say, not, not even Jokic, let's just say Murray goes down. They don't, they don't want the championship. No, year. I mean, like, I mean, or, that or, was and they were honestly and they, and they ran Aaron through Gordon the league,
1: maybe. like, yeah, right. And they ran through, like, the league. and we've seen what happens there. So for me, you know, I hear all the depth things, and that's certainly maybe a regular season concern, like, maybe it they're is. not absolute locks for top two seeds. But if you're talking about who are the teams that you don't want to see in a playoff round, like they are the clear top yeah. two. And of course it's health pending, but it's health pending for everybody else. If Darius Garland's not healthy, Cleveland's not going anywhere. You know, if Trey Young's yeah. not healthy, the Hawks aren't going anywhere. That is like, definitely true. it does not matter how much depth you build. And it was the thing that Denver did last year, Denver cut. They had eight guys. They played in the playoffs. That was it. And really it was kind of like, like seven, seven and, and a half. half. Yeah. It was really like, who do we play? Do we play Jeff Green more? Are we playing Christian Brown more? And so I think teams have kind of recognized, like, you don't need to be 10 deep. Like the Clippers, like for years we've talked about, oh my God, the Clippers are so deep. But it doesn't matter if they don't have Kawhi and Paul George. Like, sure, they can maybe make the play in playoffs, but like they can't. you can't win without your top guys. And so no. the, th- the complaint that I th- or I don't know if it's complaint, but the concern I see for most people I think is a little overblown because it it's the concern for every team. If you're not I, healthy, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I, again, like it's two different discussions because it, it was telling to me that both Milwaukee and Boston had their title odds go up yeah. after their big moves, but their overrunners didn't change, or they yeah. even you know it was, and, yeah. and that's a good indicator. Like it's a different discussion. Yeah. Regular season versus playoffs is just a different yeah. topic, and you know, winsales is regular season based, but both teams do have depth questions in the regular season, like. Yes especially you know i think it's on milwaukee's side not that Giannis is old but Giannis usually doesn't play 75 games like he might yeah. sit a little bit dame's yeah. gonna probably sit a little bit um boss has got some injury prone players like porzingis probably not gonna play 75 games if i had to guess um, um or, old, like their front course is nice. old and yeah but- so like i i lean under both on both of them honestly which is yeah. I, i'm sure I, I, I should say i'm sure i think that it's likely that one of those teams probably gets over, but yeah. I, if you made me bet both of them, I bet the under on both and just right. hope to hope to split or get or get both necessarily. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Boston Boston is the team I'm more scared of because I think their ceiling for the regular season is a little bit we've a seen a little it. bit higher just because they can seen be it. a terror that wins. And they
0: have the same infrastructure. I mean, I, with yeah. all 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 the Joe Missoula jokes aside, it's the same infrastructure that they had a year ago. Yeah, young, pretty young stars like that play a lot in Brown and and Tatum and like. I think their their depth is a little bit better than Milwaukee's. Like Peyton yeah. Pritchard can play. They like go, Peyton Pritchard is fine, um, and they they're deeper guys. Like they have guys who like people don't. Well, think they have about, a top like, six. Like yeah. agreed, but even even the regular season wise, like they have like O'Shea Brissett, who's like a fine sure. like ninth guy. Like you know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. good, and when Luke it matters, Cornette he, won't, he won't can
1: play eat some minutes in the regular season. Like I like the, I like their double. Yeah, I like yeah. I like
0: Boston's. I like Boston's like. 7 to 11 better which is in the regular season yes. I do think matters a little bit. Um anyway, that's we want to at least throw throw it out there. there also, uh we kind of joked about this but Portland's just still an under right at 28 and a half or wherever they are right now after oh, all yeah. that stuff that happened. Yeah, dude. We 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 talked about it on that on that show about like they, they, they didn't have an over under. It was like okay, whenever they post one, it's going to be an under. And I will say Portland did add like a little bit better present day yes. talent than I thought they were going to, yes. but it's also just at center like they got aiden and robert williams and they're both they can't play together i don't think maybe they'll try to play they're gonna try and i'm uh, gonna be
1: fascinated they're gonna be kind of funny to watch sometimes like uh, or or even just like fun to watch at times like they've got some (laughs) like funny and fun at different times uh i want to see robert williams and deandre and try to play together i don't think it it works real well would be something to
0: see why not like who cares i generally agree Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You should never have to worry about anything when you're buying tickets to a big event. And with Game Time, you really never have to worry. In fact, Game Time has less many deals, than tickets for football or basketball or baseball or concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. It's incredibly easy to navigate, to find and buy the best tickets you're looking for in any event in your area. They also have zone deals. You can pick the section and you have time to pick the tickets for you for an average savings of 18%. And at game time, you can also see the view for all the seats in the venue that you're looking for. It helps you to know exactly what to expect when you arrive at that venue. They have all in pricing. So you know your total upfront without any of the hidden fees that some other places might have. And you have peace of mind as well with game time. And that means the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price Possible if you find tickets in the same section, in the same row for less somewhere else, you'll be credited one hundred ten percent of the difference with Game Time. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets by using Game Time. Download the app right now. Create an account. Use the promo code Lots MBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account with Game Time. Redeem the promo code Lots MBA for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Robbie, it's Hawks time now obviously this is a Hawks podcast. We don't have to do a comprehensive Hawks preview because I do that every day on the show, but sure. we've not discussed the over under, uh, it's been bent up a little bit in a lot of different places as of this recording. And it could change. It's still holding on. I think FanDuel is like the last place still holding on at 41 and a half. Most places have yeah. gone to 42 and a half. Um, so keep that in mind, but Fandles are, our Fandul, are, uh, the official sports, par- par- sports par- partner of the podcast. So there it is. that's where we're going. 41 and a half. Um, I'll say this to you, Robbie. I I had to write a piece that I told you about at Sportsline where I had to give an over-under pick on every team. And the wrinkle was I had to rank them by confidence. It was difficult to do. I got to be honest with you. You, you can't yeah. just give passes when somebody asks you to write every single one <laughs> in order of confidence. But I will say, without spoiling the piece because it's, it's paid content, the yeah. Hawks are very high on my list and the Hawks are over for me. So uh, yeah. you know me, noted optimist. That's where I am on the Hawks. I throw it to you. How are we feeling about this number and about this Hawks season in general?
1: Yeah, the 42 and a half number, like I, I feel like they're probably the thing the thing that probably makes you lean over like me I'm a lean over. I don't yeah. I'm probably not on as much. And, and, really and
0: like. I will say 41 and a half is a much stronger play for obvious reasons sure. than 42 and a half because that's that's not a small Those win for are, a team no. that just won 41 to 41 last year. So like yeah. it's, that matters. I
1: think the reason that I, I like the over is where I would definitely lean is the floor for the Hawks feels much closer to that number than like, you know, like you feel like the floor for this Hawks team barring like catastrophic stuff is like a high thirties win team. You know, yeah. like if they, if they were just like a bad season for this team is like a 38, 39 win team, right? Like that would be a bad year. If, if Trey, unless Trey goes down again, yes. catastrophic stuff, Set aside, and he's not a guy that's that's and it's really just Trey. I
0: mean, it's really just Trey. Not that they can really, you know, nobody wants to lose their other guys, but I, not that I'm not picking yeah. on DeJounte, but it's second best player on the team. If they lost jante for 40 games, it would hurt them, but they wouldn't be like you know, falling off a cliff in the way yeah. that they would. If Trey, so I think every overrunner that we talked about on the podcast, but if you missed some of these before, yeah, there's always a caveat like if, if your best player goes down, like you're gonna of lose course. the bet, if you have the over, of you're course. gonna lose. Um. But Trey's really the only guy, in my opinion, that's like yeah. that kind of swing on his own on this Hawks team. Because even at center where in the, in the past, Clint would have been in that way. They have a Yucca and like they're they have depth. At least they have a guy. So everywhere yeah, else everywhere. other than Trey. Yeah. And even I know, I know they have DJ, but like we've we've yet to see uh, proof of concept is a favorite word of ours uh, with Trey off the court and Trey unavailable. The Hawks are not very good <laughs> yeah. when he's not playing.
1: Yeah. And so barring that, like I think the floor is just higher for this team um and there's certainly a world where they are in the mid to high 40s like they're you you, to want the over you have to see a world where this is a 48 win team and that's that's out there i think you know i I just like i think the numbers the 42 and a half number is pretty good like i think if you ask me what this team's gonna go i'd probably say like 43 and 39 um which like is not, not a strong enough feel to
0: like just say like
1: bet the over because I'm half This is, the this
0: is, this is gonna be one of those times where uh I have a guest on the podcast that literally takes the over on the win total and gets yelled at for being too low on the Hawks. That's that's gonna happen to you, yeah. which i just that's I'm funny. just warning you now. No, it's it's funny because I've talked about the Hawks in every conceivable way the last couple of months, but over underwise, it's actually really interesting mm. because they were famously mid last year. 500 across the board in every possible way and everything. Yeah. Um, And, you know, just simply roster wise, this is again, just the I'm doing the thing on the Hawks right now that you and I have done on every other team so far and we have not done it on the Hawks. If you if you just say, OK, 41 to 41 team. Yeah. John Collins out and not a lot in. I mean, it's a full season of Sadiq Bay. That, that definitely matters. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is on the periphery. It's Wes Matthews. It's Patty Mills, whatever. Yeah. That just right there without anything else is like, okay, why is this team supposed to win more games? But then you get into, at least the, for me, the, that, that's what I was going to say. For me, the biggest yeah. domino is Quinn Snyder. I mean, yeah. I, I I firmly believe this team underachieved the last two years. Sure. Um, but also, as we've discussed, when there, it's not just a Hawks segment. We talked about but this with Bud and other, like, there are coaches who mm. I think have a trust level when it comes to like just winning regular season game doc rivers was one For of sure. these he's not in the league right now but he's another guy who was always a like kind of a lock to get a lot of wins bud's yep. the ultimate example we both covered bud but quinn is from the bud tree in some respects and also
1: look utah at his just, results
0: in utah man like utah they, just won. that team and they had talent i'm not saying they'd have, they had no talent rudy yeah. rudy is great all that's donovan was great too but like those rosters are not like considerably different than what the hawks have right now i don't think yeah. like. maybe you could argue they're a little bit better that's fine but They're not like he didn't have juggernaut rosters in Utah Mm -hmm. and they won 48, 50, 54. Like it was always, always high 40s, low 50s every year. And that's not a coincidence to me. I think Quinn's a big part of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how it goes this year in terms of transitioning this roster into playing the way Quinn ultimately wants this team to play. Because as Hawks fans know, they did not get threes up last year. (laughs) They they haven't, they have, we've seen more of it in the preseason, but still not to the level as, you know, I've seen you talk about on Twitter, like not to the level that we think Quinn probably wants it to go yet. Right. Like it's still a work in progress in terms of like getting to that level. And that's the kind, and again, that's the kind of ball that wins you regular season games is like the math game, that the math game wins you a lot of regular season games because the regular season is your, you know, like long sample. So over (laughs) a long, sample, if you're doing things the right, the right way, quote unquote, like you win more games. It's it's such comes, a, it's, it's so boring like
0: it's so, it's so boring though it's so funny like not to derail you but I yeah. I know that there are listeners that get annoyed by me and when I do the match spiel and I get it's not the most exciting topic in the world but when you're talking about 82 games and yeah. specifically on this podcast we're talking about the win total of the Hawks like that stuff really matters man I I, I understand it's yeah. not like you know I, I get accused of not knowing ball sometimes because I'm looking at the numbers and it's like I, I get it. It's not the best podcast material. I'll raise my hand on that sometimes, <laughs> but I you still have to do the things that. It's, sometimes it's just math. Not all the time. Guys, have to, they no. still have to make shots. Like stuff has well, to go, so go your way. The, yeah, this is the thing for me.
1: The regular season, the math matters more. That's what I'm saying. The playoffs, the playoffs, it matters less because Agreed. the playoffs. Playoffs about dogging you and you know, like all those <laughs> small, things. Small, that like, sa- small samples. Small I mean, sample high variance like you have to and you have to be able to adapt to what's going on in that moment you have to be able to feel how your team's playing and be able to adapt and change and that's a question that we'll see with quinn because that was that was one of the concerns it was a a
0: very bud like question that he got in utah that was the thing in utah was like can't
1: are you maybe too stubborn with what you want to do like if the shots aren't falling in a in like in a game The games matter so much more in the playoffs. Like, you can't just be like, well, we just didn't have it at night. Like, sometimes you got to be able to adjust. We'll see if we can do that come playoff time. We'll see if that adapts. But in the regular season, it's a good thing. And they've got guys who can, I think they have some guys who can execute it.
0: Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into the action this NFL or NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, if you're a new customer with FanDuel, bet $5 you get $200 back in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Beyond the awesome perks of signing up with FanDuel, they have everything you're looking for across the sports betting space. That includes point spreads and money lines and over-unders, player props, future bets, and much more. The app is safe and secure. They cover the whole range of sports as well. That includes the NFL and college football and the NBA, of course, MLB, college basketball, golf, tennis, soccer, auto racing, and much more. They have all kinds of options on the Hawks as well, including the preseason over-unders that we're talking about on this episode of the podcast, plus division futures, player props, title odds, and much more. Now it's this possible time to set up and join the folks at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check out the official sportsbook of the Locked Podcast Network with an offer that you absolutely will not want to miss. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You mentioned Sadiq Bey is going to be really important to them. AJ
1: Griffin uh, is going to be really important to them. I think the guy, and, and we've talked about this, and, and when I did my, my season preview for the Hawks, for Dime, the X factor to me is, is is Bogdan. It is, can he be on the floor? Because he's the guy that has a skill set nobody else on this Hawks team does in terms of creation on the wing. Um, like a guy who can put it on the deck, like DeAndre Hunter just isn't that guy. Like he just has not, or at least he has not shown <laughs> he has not been that, that he is that guy morning. again. Like yeah. there are things DeAndre Hunter does very well. He's become a good knockdown shooter. He's become – he's a solid defender. Like, there are things he does well, but he's also kind of been the same guy since his rookie year. Like, just as far as production and and what he's bringing, it's been a lot of the same, which is fine. The Hawks would have liked a little more when they kind of bet on him with the contract, and that's the frustration point with fans. Like, the thing is, if he was on two-thirds of that contract, and nobody
0: would care. But neither here nor there. They would probably care a lot. No, I'm glad you forgot up bogey because – you know, I've I've talked a lot about the Ford spots being pivot points, you know, yeah. not not only Hunter, but also Bay and Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always I always say, you know, the Hawks have always been their best when when Bogey is healthy and good. Yeah. And it's kind of all together on some like bogey's more of a perimeter guy than the other guys are in some respects, but like yeah. him just being healthy would be enormous. And I feel like I sure. I've said that, but it's also worth like kind of driving home now closer to the season. Because you're right, like, yeah, A.J. Griffin, um, I still have really high hopes for, but it's a reminder. Like, he doesn't look great the preseason. Like, he's he's still 20, and, like, it's not the same thing. Bogey plays with a different level of aggression offensively, and also yes. um, he's the guy on this roster, other, other than Trey, that causes the most friction for defenses when he's – like, teams don't want to leave Bogey. They're, they're, yeah. they're actually scared of Bogey, and that matters.
1: Well, and the other thing is, like, he's got – He's got that confidence in the fourth quarter that not a lot of other guys, other than Trey, have on Especially on the Hawks. Like, he's, who he's plays a guy off the
0: bench. Yeah, exactly. Like he
1: is a guy who, because of what he's been able to do, not just in his NBA career, but like when he goes and plays for Serbia, he's the he's the dude. Like he was the dude on that team that went to the FIBA World Cup final. And, and he so was you're just like awesome in that tournament again.
0: Like, and so yeah. it's
1: just like he has this belief that like he's the dude. Like he is, and and you need guys like that. You don't need too many like that. You can't have more than a couple. <laughs> All right. You got to have, you got to have balance. You got to have the guys who embrace their role, but you also have to have a guy who can come off the bench and lead that bench unit. You know, you mentioned like that's part, you know, I'm sure, I, I don't know where to bear it out, but I'm sure the, the bench unit looks better when Trey is not out there, when Bogey is in the line like I would just assume that is the case. He he's um, definitely
0: uh, a key to that at least and, offensive at least. Yeah. Offensive. I mean defense look I was I was critical of Bogey's defense last year. I think he's not very good defensively anymore and that's that's okay the
1: more the need deteriorates i think the lateral movement the concern is on the defensive end more than the
0: offensive and that and that and and that's where you get back to something i talked about in in the last week about like how much they need better from murray defensively how much they they need better from hunter like you talked about and jalen johnson is i'm sure you've at least gotten the second hand uh hawks buzz on jalen johnson the last couple of weeks and it's it's justified He he looks great so uh yeah they're they're I do think though to your point earlier actually about Boston and Milwaukee big picture and I've said it before but like Trey I think needs to be better than he was last year. I think he would acknowledge sure. that. He was still good. I think that gets overlooked like people act like he was sure. bad and he wasn't. But yeah. I think if he's more like he was 2 years ago that would help. Murray if he's like he was 2 years ago in San Antonio it would help. Like there's there's lots of stuff that can happen within within the margins I, but I still feel like it's the support guys. Again, regular season wise Cause I think mm-hmm. we know generally speaking the range that the Hawks will get from Trey. There's C plus yeah. Trey to A plus Trey, and that's a meaningful difference. But even C plus Trey is gonna average 28 and nine and like just be good. Um yeah. so it's like what do you get from Bogey? What health wise, especially, what do you yeah. get from Hunter? What do you get from Bay, Johnson? And even Griffin, I would say. Yeah, totally I mean, it
1: really, it really, it really is filling in the gap on the wing. Like
0: it, that's it, what it is. That's that's what everything comes down to
1: this season for the Hawks is filling it. Like because you know, like you said, like you know what you're going to get from Capella, and you can pretty well project that you're going to get 48 good minutes at center because you have Onyeka. And like unless unless one of them gets hurt, 100 right. sure. I mean, you, you're uh, going to have 48 good defensive minutes at, at the rim, and you're going to yep. have a competent pick and roll partner for Trey and DeJounte. And that's really important because of how they like to run the offense. That said, yeah, I'm fascinated to see how it goes, because like you said, like you, you mentioned all these names and you're like, yeah, like I see how it should work. And it yeah. just, the pieces haven't.
0: Well, and, and how much of that is, is the coaching, it, the ultimate question. The ultimate question is, yeah. and I, I try to be respectful of, David Millen being like a like a 20 year head coach he's like he's not a buffoon like people act like he's like the dumbest person in the world he's not but i do think that this is a meaningful coaching upgrade if i had to say right now I agree. um and how much does that matter to like there's there's a debate in people in circles that we follow people that are really smart about like how much coaching actually matters yep. in the nba we'll see but i think it's more like system building and i think just like the low hanging fruit man like as much as to bring it full circle again with the three, with the three point attempts and yeah. creating a little bit more havoc defensively, not just laying back when you have bad perimeter defenders, like not just having them get cooked at the point of attack and have that put yeah. it all on Clint. Like it's systematic as well. In the end, guys have to have to perform and mm. knock on wood, stay healthy because like the Hawks are better than they were previously from like ten to thirteen on the roster, but you don't want to have to have that have yeah. that tested too much if you can help it. So um, yeah, you really
1: you really don't want to be thinking a lot about Patty Mills this year.
0: You just yeah, like you don't I, want to be thinking about West Matthews. He's gonna year. play. I mean, I you, don't, said you on, don't want those guys playing much. On Friday night, I said like yeah. I I I know Bruno Fernando is the next man up at center if something happens to Clint Ornieka. Yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent convinced about the other two spots. Like I think it's West Matthews on the wing, and I think it's probably Patty Mills, but it might be might be Buffkin who's a rookie. And I I'm wearing a Michigan shirt right now. Like I like I like Kobe Buffkin, but he's a 19 year old rookie who's not a point guard. So uh anyway. You're leaning over. It seems I am uh, firmly over, um, and not only be- oh, look. I'm not afraid to be under if I need to be on the Hawks. Like, I think people no, we, listen to the podcast we've done it before. Know, people listen to the podcast know. Like I, I'm sure I have some new listeners. They're like, "Oh, this is another." Like I'm, I'm really not. That's not my mo. I'm not going to come on here and just say things, um, especially positive things. I'm, I'm kind of lean to the skeptical, skeptical most of the time. But um, I, I do like the, the This is a good number, I think, as well at 41 and a half in particular. If you can get if you get that, I do like that. Um, and I, maybe I have too much faith in Quinn. Maybe there's a chance in, in three months I look up and I'm like, yeah, maybe it's just kind of the same roster and they got to make changes and we'll see. But I think internally they're pretty excited and uh, and every team's excited, but certainly they're, uh, optimistic about being better than this overrunner suggests. I will say they're not talking about playing, not that they were last year, but like pretty firmly, like they don't think they're gonna be a plan team and we'll see if they are or not, but that's where we are. Robbie, thank you for your time. hundred percent. All of this time oh, that pleasure, you've given me over the course of weeks. Uh, anything yeah. to plug on the way out? We don't normally record. We're, by the way, just behind the curtain. It's Saturday night. We're recording this podcast on a Saturday night. I don't know what's going on in the world. But it'll, it'll be up later on this weekend. Anything to plug, Robbie, on a podcast would have already come and gone this week. But there's more it's to come great. and things to plug. in. Week 9 will be here before we know. <laughs> it's, um... it's always going. By the way, the NBA season begins on Tuesday. We should we say that out loud. Tuesday. Not for the Hawks, but for everybody. Is at Tuesday? First, four That's teams like play Thursday. on Tuesday. No, t- Tuesday doubleheader, and then the rest of the league, I believe. If not, the whole league, most of the league. The Hawks open yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday in Charlotte. Wednesday I will be there. Yeah, Wednesday, I will and be, Thursday, I will be in, in the building will be on Wednesday in, at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, making the drive. So, Sheesh, uh, yeah, it's coming.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll be covering it. Uh, there it is. Time, so on up rocks. We'll be doing all that. We got some uh, last of our preview stuff. I guess I should probably finish all the preview stuff before Tuesday. You got. You got Tuesday. Uh, we got a couple of days, so. <laughs> Uh <laughs> yeah, run through all that and then getting ready for uh for another lovely year of NBA content. It's it's Can't all worry. coming. I gotta do, I gotta start doing
0: I gotta get working on the uh, preseason powerings. I'm taking those over. It <laughs> oh, was an offline conversation. All right, folks. Thank you for being here. As always, Robbie, sincere thanks. Um, I mean that for doing all of these podcasts with me. Please subscribe to the podcast. I will have at least one more if not two, but at least one more show between now and the opener on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you all next time.